Well, hello to all of our podcast listeners. Uh, this is a re-recording of the message from Sunday. We have been having some slight issues and technical difficulties with our uh, recording system. And so, just so those who have not uh, been able to be here on Sunday, and, uh, and because the podcast hasn't worked for two weeks in a row, I, I want to make sure that you get that opportunity to listen and uh, still be part of our service, even though we've had some uh, difficulty with it. So I'm going to just take some time here and rehash the message from Sunday. Uh, it may not be the same as it was in its entirety on Sunday, but uh, I, I believe that uh, it's still something worth listening to, and it'll be something that will bless you today. Uh, we were looking at Proverbs chapter 19, verse number 11, uh, and I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. It says this, a person's insight gives him patience, and his virtue is to overlook an offense. So with this idea here, what, what we're talking about here is overcoming offense. And, uh, you know, typically when somebody's getting ready to say something offensive, they will start out with no offense. But uh, so when listening to this sermon and this message for this week, I, I want you to uh, understand this might step on toes a little bit. And so to start it out. Uh, I, I, we need to understand what we're talking about when we're talking about insight. Uh, because the scripture told us a person's insight gives him patience. Gives him patience. Insight simply means to be able to see inside of the situation, to, to step back and to have a, a, a new perspective uh, when viewing it. It means to understand and take a step back, have some good evaluation to see if you even really truly have the right to be offended in the first place. Something I've learned is that many times we'd rather validate our feelings when we should be vetting our feelings. Uh, you see, feelings are not always based on truth and reality. And whenever a feeling is not based on reality, uh, we should understand that our feelings are not always valid. Uh, when, 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 we, when we see things and when we have this perspective uh, from, from this point of view with our feelings, uh, we, need, we need to vet them and make sure that we have a right to really truly be offended. Uh, this is why gossip is such an easy thing to fall into. See, you don't gossip to people who are going to be honest with you and tell you you're wrong. You keep your mouth shut around them because you don't want their opinion because their opinion will, well, offend you. But you gossip because you want somebody to validate the way that you feel. Uh, but when you have the ability to step back and see the whole situation, many times what happens is, is you will find that the way you feel really isn't truly valid and that your offense that you have taken, the offense that you feel is not really right. That you're offended for no reason, essentially. Uh, there's really two types of people in this world. It's people that have truly, genuinely been offended, and then there are people who just think they've been offended. Uh, and this topic is such an important thing, because why would anybody want to walk around feeling offended all the time? Uh, to always feel like you're under attack, to, 
to struggle and, and, and feel like somebody's always against you. Why, why would you want to walk around like that? But what I have found is that in our world today, everybody is offended by something. Uh, there's groups of people today that protest and do the, all burn cities down all because they feel slightly offended or, or majorly offended. And most of the time it's like, what? Why are you even complaining? Why are you offended now? You know, this group over here, they, they had a legitimate reason to be offended. And now all of a sudden you're saying, wait a minute, what about me? I want to be offended too. Don't forget about me. And I found that it has created this culture of offense. And the, uh, offense is such a, a terrible thing to deal with because it is toxic to yourself, to your relationships, to your calling and the body of Christ or the church. It will crush your soul, destroy relationships, drive you away from your God-given calling, and divide the church or the body of Christ. And the first step into overcoming offense is to have insight. You see, insight, uh, like I mentioned earlier, is something that is is the ability to view the whole situation, to have a good evaluation of it, to, to see what really truly is happening in the scenario. Because sometimes we really just don't have a right to be offended. Insight is sought. It's not something that comes naturally. Uh, you, you have to make an effort to gain insight. Uh, the Bible actually gives us a clear strategy for this. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 15, what it says is, if your brother sins against you or offends you, in some translations, go and tell him his fault or offense. Between you and him alone, if he listens to you, you have won your brother but if he won't listen, take one or two others with you so that by the testimony of two or three witnesses, every fact may be established. If he doesn't pay attention to them, then bring it to the church and church leadership. If he doesn't pay attention even to the church, let him be like a Gentile and a tax collector to you. If you don't know what that means, it means have nothing more to do with that person. The, the, the key here. The key issue here to understand is when dealing with this, first off, is you go to this person alone. See, like I mentioned earlier, it's easy to fall into gossip with offense. But what the scriptures are telling us to do is that we are to go to the person that we have an issue with, that we feel like uh, there is a problem with one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, because here, here's how this works. When you begin to gossip and, and have offense towards everything and, and, and towards a particular person, uh, and you just go tell everybody else about your issue with this person, all you're doing is creating a side. If I were to go uh, to, to, to brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so and, and uh, tell them about the offense I have with somebody else and what they did to wrong me and, and to hurt me and, and how upset I am, well, now they are going to be offended alongside me against this person. And all we did was create a bigger issue rather than bring healing and resolution. And see, when, when we follow what the Scripture says to do, oftentimes, and actually not even oftentimes, all the time, uh, Scripture will bring healing and, and resolution and, and uh, bring people back together. 
But we would much rather walk around being hurt and angry and validating our feelings and, and spending years and years of our life being upset about something rather than having a 15-minute conversation with somebody that could bring healing and resolution and, and bring people back together again. All because we think going and speaking with this person is harder than carrying the burden of offense. When in reality, offense is going to totally tear you apart. It's going to eat at you. And every time you look at somebody who has offended you, you're going to feel sick to your stomach. You're going to feel upset. You're going to feel angry. But the Bible doesn't want us, and the Bible, or God rather doesn't want us to live in this type of situation. He wants us to be free from offense. He wants us to walk in freedom, not hurt not feeling the weight and bondage of offense because the reality is offense will hold on to you more than you hold on to it. It controls you more than you will ever control it. Before we get too much further into that issue, I, I want us to understand what we need to do if somebody comes to us with an offense. You see, if we're all going to be honest here, we're, we're not all perfect and we do things that offend people often unintentionally. But if somebody comes to us with an offense, the Bible tells us in James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. You see, when we let offense get the best of us, we do the exact opposite of what God wants us to do. We, we will never accomplish what God desires when we hold on to offense and, and when we let anger and these bitterness and, and these things work up inside of us, we will become a prisoner to offense. See, so many problems could just be avoided by following what the Bible says. That's true in all areas of life, if we would just be obedient to God's word, we, we would avoid so many issues. But if we followed this, if we would take time here, if somebody comes to you and says, hey, listen, you, you know, you really cut me deep with what you said, and, and you, you really hurt me in this situation, if we would take the time to just listen to what they're saying, and be slow to speak and slow to anger. Our initial response, our, our reflex is to be defensive about our side. We immediately want to defend ourselves. Well, I, this is just who I am. That, that's just how I talk. That's just how I act. Well, well, first of all, you need to understand that you know, just because that's how you are doesn't mean it's right. Uh, the gospel invitation is to come as you are, but the gospel promise is that you won't stay that way. You see, there's, there's many times that maybe you need to listen and you need to hear what's going on because there's something in your life, uh, how you live, how you act, how you talk, that really isn't right and shouldn't be part of your life. And God is calling you to change something in your life. But also, sometimes we like to listen for the sake, not of understanding, but rather to prepare a defense or an argument to fire back. You see, we live in a culture that would rather come at somebody than come back to somebody in unity. When we, when we approach this, we need to keep our mouth shut, listen to what's being said, and really understand their perspective and their side. Now, I'm not saying you need to walk on eggshells around every single person you come in contact with, because it is impossible 
impossible for you to know everybody's trigger and everybody's situation or, or whatever they've happened had happened in their life for you to to uh, to to dance around it. it. It's impossible for you to know all of those things, but you should never seek to intentionally upset people and cause issues and division. But on the flip side of this, if you are somebody who is easily offended, it's your responsibility to work through your issues and overcome your issues and those things that offend you. It's not everybody else's responsibility to dance around it. But we would rather than deal with our issues, we would rather have somebody else have to cater to us instead of us just getting free from it altogether. You see, the last time I checked, we're supposed to be victorious in Christ. We are more than overcomers, the Bible says. And why would we want to be upset and easily offended by everything? Why not work towards being free from that? Why not get to a place in your life and in your spiritual maturity where things don't bother you so much? There's, there's two sides to this. We should never seek to offend on purpose, but we should also uh, not also we should also uh, work to make sure that we are not so easily offended as well. When we walk through this process, we can really tr- find healing and restoration in relationships. What I've learned, like I said earlier, is oftentimes it's not really an intentional thing. It's usually a misunderstanding or, or somebody joking around or whatever it is that they did that upset you was not intentional. In fact, the definition of offense is the annoyance or resentment brought about by a perceived insult. See, perception is not reality. Perception is just how you see something. But we've been trained by the culture we live in that if I see something this way, then that is how it is. And if you disagree with me, well, I'm offended with you too. But the reality of it is, is it's just not true. We, we oftentimes see things and feel things based on our life experiences. See, our perception and how we view the world, it, is, it comes from a worldview and in a perspective that has been shaped by how our life has been, how we grew up, uh, the experiences that we've had. And so because of that, we view things differently than other people. But if we would humble ourselves a little bit and we would take the time to gain some insight and rather even understand the Word of God better so that when we view a situation, we're not just viewing it according to our feelings and our life experiences, but rather we view it through the Word of God to be able to decide what is true and what is wrong, what we need to fix, and, and, and what we need to be stronger in ourselves. Instead of just basing it on our own perception, we need to take the perspective of the Word of God. Because when you begin to filter situations through God's word, you can quickly and decisively decide what is true and what is not. What should offend me and what shouldn't offend me. Listen, we should be offended by certain things. We should be offended by sin. Sin should not be something we are welcoming to, that we make room for. Sin is not something that we should accept. We love people. We love sinners. But, we should not be accepting of all sin. That's, that's something that's, to get into it practically and how that looks, that, that, that would take too much time for this. But we need to have the ability to gain insight, 
to listen, to, to talk with people, and to understand and do it all through a biblical perspective so that when we come to the end of it, we have gained patience. After we come through this process of gaining insight, the result is patience, like the Bible said back in Proverbs. You see, this patience is the type of patience that makes it hard for you to get angry about situations. Because when you have an understanding that, oh, they really didn't mean that, that that wasn't actually aimed at me, that wasn't intentional. See, it's easier to be calm about an accident. It's easier to be calm and and reserved and understanding and and not react and get upset when you know the the full weight and the full light of the situation and that it wasn't intended to hurt you. It just happened to hurt you. It's easier to take a deep breath and relax and understand that they're not your enemy. They just did something you didn't like. And by the way, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's necessarily wrong. That's why it's important to view it all through the Word of God. You see, like I said, there's two types of people. Those who have truly been offended and those who just think they've been offended. Oftentimes, I find that we think we've really had an offense against us. And when you understand what an offense truly is, it's an intentional attack. A real offense when somebody launches an offensive attack against you. There's a big difference between a true offense that is intentional against you and just an incidental one. There are people, though, who have been truly hurt on purpose, who have carried these things around. And even if you just think you've been hurt, you need to really truly understand this next concept. That is the concept of forgiveness. You see, no matter which side of the coin you fall on, you need to learn how to walk in forgiveness. I've, I've really come to observe in society, you know, we've had this mentality for a very long time. Forgive, but don't forget. Forgive, but don't forget. And, and to some extent that, that I understand the sentiment there, but it's not 100% biblical. You see, the Bible says in Hebrews 8, 12, God says, For I will be merciful toward their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. He forgets our wrongs. And Ephesians 4, 32 says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. We are to forgive people the same way God has forgiven us. And if God remembers our sins no more, we should no longer remember the sins of those who have done wrong against us. Now, there's some wisdom that needs to be had here because there's a difference between forgetting and, and, and trusting. And you will never be able to get rid of the memory of what was done to you. That, that will never go away. That, but how you treat somebody after they have wronged you determines whether or not you are forgetting the sin and you are, you are forgiving and forgetting. You see, God does not treat us as our sins deserve. We deserve punishment. We deserve to suffer for all of our wrongs. But God does not treat us that way. He treats us with grace and mercy. He treats us with love and kindness. He treats us in all the ways that 1 Corinthians chapter 13 talks about 
when it describes love. Love is patient, it's kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not rude, it is not arrogant, it does not keep a record of wrongs, it does not even root for wrongdoing, but it rejoices in the truth. It hopes all things, endures all things. This is how we are treated, and we are also expected to forgive in the same manner. There's some wisdom that you can have. Sometimes you learn that, okay, I forgive this person. I'm still going to treat them with kindness and respect. I will not be rude or arrogant towards them, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut, and I'm not going to share as much information as I used to. Because last time I shared the information, they told so-and-so, so-and-so told somebody else, and they offended me through talking about something I spoke to them in confidence. That's just wisdom. You don't treat them differently. You go to them, you get the insight, you have a conversation, and you walk in forgiveness, and you don't treat them any differently because of what they did. As far as your mannerisms and how you look at them and, and talk to them and about them. But maybe you just don't share information like you used to share. And that may require an honest conversation with that person. Say, listen, I love you, I forgive you, and, I, and I, I'm not going to treat you any differently, but you need to understand that trust is earned, not given. And for the time being, until I feel that I can trust you again, I need to watch what I say around you. And you know, that may very help bring restitution and, and healing to that situation because that may help them understand how wrong they actually were. We forget as in we do not hold it against them. But sometimes you still have to walk in some wisdom. Finally, we need to understand that there is a difference between offense and conviction. You see, offense is used to tear down and bring division within the body of Christ through gossip, through creating sides, through making you carry a burden of hurt and pain that you aren't supposed to carry. Conviction, on the other hand, is holy. It is righteous. It, you feel the conviction about sins you committed. And in, in the result of that is that you get closer to Christ. You get forgiven by him or whoever you sinned against. And conviction produces more righteousness. Conviction rep produces repentance in your life. And the result is that you work through sin to overcome sin. And it does not have a hold on you anymore. With all that being said, my prayer for you today is I hope you have listened to this as a re-recording of the message from Sunday. I pray that it touches your heart and speaks to you. And that you don't carry around the burden of offense anymore, but rather you walk in truth and in freedom, not being offended, and working through these issues with those around you.